Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. We have the venerable uh, Senator Shannon Grove as our guest tonight, uh, the most fearless woman in California, uh, the most faithful uh, politician who governs by consent. She has a real heart for the people of California, and she tirelessly works on, be on our behalf, and she's fearless. And so in a moment, we're going to get a chance to hear from her. And there's some really cool things that uh, Shannon's involved in, and you guys are going to be blown away. Uh, but we wanted to show you some, uh, some clips and some articles and things of the sort. But before we do that, David, you had uh, the county data. Uh, what, what's the update? 195 deaths. Yeah. So it's two one-hundredths of one percent. Yep. And, yep. and, of course, Dr. Levin predicted thousands of deaths, yep. uh, and here yep. we are over a year into it. But yeah. I, I just, I mean, just the update that I saw came about an hour ago. It was an extra six, but they are ages 53 to 95. Five of them had pre-existing conditions. So Co Comorbidity. Yeah. So once again, we're, we're having to dive deeper into the data, but not getting to see the full picture of what's really going on. A 95-year-old yeah, God bless them. But I mean, yeah, no, no, yeah, we're not we're not dismissing the tragedy right. of the deaths. We're we're wanting to know what is what is the reality of this virus? Because why now are we doing comorbidities, and we're watching influenza numbers drop, but they're being added into COVID nineteen. Right. We're watching pneumonia numbers drop, but we're adding those into COVID nineteen. And and then we're being told that our hospitals are being overrun. But we're going to show that article. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we've confirmed it by emergency room physicians, the two right. of us. And, right. and uh, the reality is, when we show that article, the reality is, this time of year, ICUs are always full. Yeah, so that's statewide is when we went below 15% in ICU availability beds that triggered this new set of goalpost lockdowns and... Um, we're going to hit it almost no matter what yeah. this time of year. Yeah, it, it, it's all planned. Yeah. The plandemic, which is interesting because the plandemic, uh, Judy Mikovich oh, yeah. is going to be our guest yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. She, you, you guys, uh, Scamdemic, uh, the, she's yeah, look that she's up legendary. On, yeah. I was going to say, look that up on YouTube, but she's probably the most polled. Uh, oh, yeah. She's yeah. the most censored yeah. human being on yeah. the planet. So try to look it up on on a search engine and, and, and get some homework done. <laughs> and she, she's, she's probably one of the most censored, but she is one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met. She is yeah. uh, just a sweet sister in the Lord, uh, tender, humble, highly educated. She's, she's been with this whole process from day one. She knows where all the darkness resides and she, she has facts and data and yeah. yeah, you don't want to miss uh, that program. So uh, let's let's take a look at, I want to show you this, well, okay, this is a good one. Uh, everyone got this today, the emergency alert, state of California, public health is shutting down, danger, danger, danger. And I love this meme, that a fact. Going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, there, there's opensandiego.com, I think, is the website. Jurgen Matesius from Awaken Church is listing every single business that is standing in opposition to the tyranny of these lockdowns. And I'm so blessed by Jurgen and uh, the folks at Awaken. And then the congregation's coming out in droves like ours does to support. And I just, hey, kudos to Dave Folds from Cronies. Uh, last night, the crowd was hugantic and ginormous, and this man is fearless, and he does not want to let go of his employees. 
he's standing in opposition to the tyranny. And uh, I, I just, I'm honored to call him a friend and I'm so blessed by him. So, so blessed. I'd like to say I'm proud of him, but that would kind of, you know, that statement puts you yeah. above someone else. So <laughs> I, I, I yield to him. Yeah, He's yeah. like, dude, you're, you're amazing. My uh, pizza cookery, uh, uh, my friend called them today to find out how, how, how late are you going to be open? And he says, I'm going to be open until they throw me in jail. Yeah. No, no, what time are you open to tonight? <laughs> Come on, folks, we've got to support this. And, and you're, you're going to lose the liberty if you don't do anything. And they'll take it all. So I want to show you a couple more things because I want to get the Shannon. Uh, I don't know what order they're in. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, yes. uh, Erie County in New York. Comptroller Stefan, I uh, can't pronounce the last name, disagrees wholeheartedly, as do I. This is the person writing it. With small business closures related to COVID-19, he even more strenuously disagrees with fines being levied against these businesses when they refuse to shut down due to tyranny. And so as the man who controls the money in Erie County, here's what Stefan did. One, he froze the Erie County Health Department bank account so that it could be uh, not deposit fine monies into its bank account. And two, he devised a 100-year payment plan for businesses that have received fines, which essentially equate their monthly payments to range from 46 cents to $16 per month, depending upon the fine. And so I thought that's a great idea here in Ventura County. And I just want to let you know who our comptroller is and give him a call. There you have Jeff Burr, Ventura County Auditor Controller. He's a Republican. He's a good guy. I've heard him speak. He's reasonable. I think he'd be open to it. Maybe call and be kind and courteous, but uh, copy him on that. Uh, if you guys want me to do it, uh, plate's kind of full. So this is your opportunity to do your best. Now, I want to talk to you about a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Pastor Mike McClure, Calvary Chapel, San Jose. Uh, he has the same legal representation that we have with uh, Robert Tyler, Tyler and Birch. And today, the judge did not arrest Pastor Mike, but did add $50,000 in fines, now totaling approximately $800,000. He did not think the Supreme Court ruling in New York held any weight here. And then uh, Tyler and Birch is immediately filing an appeal to the federal court and have a hearing on the 17th, a victory today, all things considered, all glory to God, that Mike's not in jail. But that judge is way out of line. Apparently he hasn't read the First Amendment. Um, and then let's go to the next one here. I, I love what Mary Voigt says. She said, uh, we've become a nation that gives our politicians a pass for breaking their own lockdown orders, but sits back and allows those same politicians to find business owners and yank their licenses for trying to support their families. Something is terribly wrong with this picture. And uh, Senator Grove is going to share more about the French laundry uh, scam that um, uh, Governor Mussolini was a part of. Uh, and, and I don't know if we have this lined up, but I, I'll, I'll do this first and then we'll go to the video. Uh, as you know, today the state of Texas filed a lawsuit with the Supreme Court but seven states now have joined the Texas lawsuit, and those states are Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi, South Carolina, and South Dakota. It seems as though Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, uh, you know, I, I was hoping these state legislators would do their due diligence. Uh, it seems as though they're cowering, but here you have states standing in uh, the void that they've created, and uh, they're brave, and we're grateful for them. So this will be a good one. Um, Angela Marsden is a business owner 
Um, and she's in Sherman Oaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sherman Oaks. And she did a video that went viral. Um, and she's going to be on our program. And this thing immediately went through the roof on views. Take a look at this video of Angela Marsden. Bless her heart. What a treasure. Check this out. So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot and obviously Mayor Garcetti has approved this. Has approved this being set up for this being set up for for a movie company i'm losing everything everything i own is being taken away from me and they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio which is right over here Yeah, I'm good. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. <laughs> they have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this. Creating, uh, not only did she build that outdoor dining facility, but when she realized that the lockdowns were coming, she got not only the paycheck for her employees, but she also went and bought them groceries so they didn't have to spend their paycheck on groceries. She didn't want them to be let go before Christmas. And as she's coming out to protest on their behalf, she sees this movie studio getting to set up outdoor dining right next to hers. The hypocrisy is nauseating. Yeah. And, and I want to know where the press is in, in our, our city that's going to fight on behalf of the people. And one of the things that we're working on now is do right by the people. And we're, we're going to start demanding our, our press. And, and I'm not speaking all the press because there's a couple of papers that have lower distribution that have done a great job. But we want to start to see them fight on our behalf and not the California Teachers Association and all the government officials that fund their advertisement. No, no, no. We want to see you do something on behalf of the citizens of this community and the business owners. And if you don't, the business owners need not support you anymore. And it's, it's time to start defending the people of this community. It, you need to do that. It's critical. And, and if you don't, we're, we're going to do some protests and, and you're, you're being put on notice. So start supporting the people. Do your job. It's the First Amendment and it's being violated and you're part of it. So help us, please. Yeah. And, and I say that please now, later, if you don't, it has to be adversarial. And I don't want it to be that way. You're, you're, you're good journalists. You know how to do it. So just do it. All right. I don't know what else we have, but I had to get that off my chest. Uh, what are some of the other stuff so we can get the Senator Grove, if we have any, just put them. Oh, here we go. This is what we were talking about earlier, yeah. the scamdemic. Gavin Newsom's ICU triggered for lockdown is below average December ICU numbers. If you needed any more evidence that the COVID-19 lockdowns are all part of an authoritarian plan, here it is. The article's there. 
It was listed yesterday on Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, mm -hmm. and uh, 79th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, by the way. Look at that great picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then we saw uh, posted on Shannon Grove's uh, Facebook where uh, Vice President Biden was saying the new Secretary of Health and Education, more like do indoctrination, but he got yeah. the, the, the uh, office wrong. He said Javier... Uh, Bacaria. Bacaria. Yeah, it rhymes with diarrhea. Uh, it, it, you just can't make this stuff up. But that's the guy he's going to assign, the one who's ruined our state. Now he gets to ruin the country. Uh, is that it, or do we have any more? One, uh, yeah, so that's it. All right. I, I don't even know what I have out there. All <laughs> so right, much. So, yeah. <laughs> So we're going we're gonna to go uh, right in in just a second to introduce you to our guest. Uh, you've met her before. She's been a treasure uh, to our program. She's been my inspiration. She has been, for me, a mentor. Uh, I, I ran for office because of this woman. She's the one who first asked me to consider doing it. And uh, there is anything I wouldn't do for her. I absolutely adore her. She's one of the most brave human beings I've ever had the privilege to know. And she's with us tonight. So please welcome my dear friend, Senator Shannon Grove, the, <laughs> the uh, minority uh, leader, right? Yes. The Senate minority leader. So you report to the governor. Uh, no. Well, you, 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 go, you, you don't report to him, but you go into his office on a regular basis is what I meant. Uh, no, not really. I go to the administration's office, but in his office, I've only been there a couple of times. Um, okay. We text uh, quite often. Um, when I know I'm you showed upset. you showed me one of those texts. I thought it was kind of funny. When I'm either upset at what he's doing, or he's upset at what I'm doing, or you know, there are times when I send him a prayer, you know, and I do pray for him, and I do um, when he does something good, um, I do try to uh, acknowledge that as well. But yeah, most of you our do, and I, I know that to be true. <laughs> Shannon, you're the one who taught me that people aren't the enemy; they're the opportunity. We contend with ideology, not with people. And uh, you, you work so tirelessly, and pe even your enemies love you uh, because you're kind. And they, they hate what you stand for, they, they get frustrated, but they can't deny the fact you care about them. And that's an amazing gift you possess. Well, thank you. And, you know, I, mm -hmm. and it gets me in trouble sometimes, but I, I do care about the governor, and I do care about his family, and I, and I do care that he is the leader of this beautiful state and that he is um, an individual who controls the, you know, six largest food producing counties in the world. Um, current Larry and Fresno being the top three. Um, I care about the decisions he makes over the people that reside in this state. And lately he's been making some uh, disastrous decisions and decisions that aren't beneficial to the people of the state of California. And um, I've come to the point where I believe it's self-serving. I have joined the recall as a co-chair, and uh, he was quite upset about that. We exchanged some text messages regarding that. And, um, you know, I, I just think that our state needs to be led uh, by an individual that has truth and integrity, and then we'll do right by its citizens and the people that are in the state and not for yeah. any self-serving purposes. Uh, because it, it, it's very scary to me that there are a lot of people in power that will hurt anybody and do anything with evidence to Miss Marsden, right? The video that yeah. you just showed, they'll do anything to um, somehow gain some type of more power or influence uh, for themselves. Uh, for 
Mayor Garcetti to pass a, a resolution or a stay-at-home order that doesn't allow Ms. Marsden to operate her facility and her outdoor dining when she put, you know, a, an abundant amount of resources out there. It's not just a tent. I mean, if you saw that, she has beautiful wood fencing. She has wood tables. She's made it a dining experience versus just putting up a tent, and that's not safe. But then if you pan over across a couple of parking spaces with the movie theaters, actually MSNBC, where this movie is shown, put up is is um, safe. The hypocrisy is um, just outrageous. The governor, you know, we could go on and on. You know, if, if the governor's children are getting a high quality education, he has the money to pay for them to attend private school. Uh, but people that can't afford to put their children in private school their children, the achievement gap, the depression, the isolation. We had an 11-year-old kid commit suicide on a Zoom call in a distance learning a session just last week. Um, the child abuse that's going through our hospitals. Uh, the aftermath of what's happening with this lockdown on our children is going to be devastating. They said there was an eight. They said there was an eight thousand percent increase to the suicide prevention hotline in San Diego. As I was talking to Pastor Jurgen Matesius. And though they're saying, though their ICUs are not being overrun, which is being, you know, declared in the press and, and uh, it's flu season, uh, what they are saying, and these are folks that work in the hospital, what they're saying is the people coming in with depression and suicidal thoughts and all the stuff that they're dealing with emotionally and psychologically are overwhelming. But why is it we can't find any of that data in California? You know, we've asked, I've sent several letters uh, asking at first, like you said, asking nicely. So I've asked nicely for the data from the governor's office about um, the risk assessment that they've done on in-room dining, outdoor dining, churches, anything to show that it's those industries and those particular places that are causing an uptick in the COVID cases. Um, they failed to provide that information for me. You're right on the ICU beds at wintertime. My daughter is a nurse. There's always an increase in ICU beds being used in the wintertime. And so for the governor to put this forth in the, you know, at winter when flu season is starting, which is not being reported, by the way, if you read that right. data and the information, um, it's just absurd. Uh, when you go back to the hypocrisy and you look at, you know, L.A. City Council members, former Assemblywoman Sheila Cruel, she voted to shut down restaurants and outdoor dining and then went out and had dinner. She made some big speech about, you know, we have to protect our servers and our servers are at risk and that kind of stuff. And then she went out and had dinner at an Italian restaurant, which is like her favorite restaurant. You and have there were two more there were two more assembly members uh, today that were caught doing five. the same thing in Sacramento. Five. So they got sworn in yesterday. They got sworn in yesterday and they did it at the Golden One Arena. And while it was on, you know, television, national television, for that matter, being sworn into office, everybody was social distancing and they were um, in the Golden One Arena. They were six seated, six, seven feet apart and they wore their mask. And then just after the swearing in ceremony, um, I believe it's uh, five households and a sixth person joined a group of legislators that weren't social distancing. They were having lunch and no mask, no nothing. And, but when they're on TV, boy, it's all about the mask and making sure that everybody's safe. But when they're not on TV, it's a different story. Now, me, you know, you, I go to restaurants. I support my small business. I have lunch there, dinner there. Rick, the Rick and I eat out. Uh, we try to do it a couple of times a week with our local small business owners. I've helped fund a lawsuit that we've got in Kern County. And I go to these places. People go, oh, you get your hair done. Yes, I go. 
and I do that. But I'm advocating for small business to get open. I want yeah. to support small business to get open. Yeah, yeah you're I'm you're not you're not you're not hypocritical. You're 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 following your line of complete understanding, and you're you're standing by it. Yeah, but then these other legislators, like Nancy Pelosi in that salon in San Francisco. I mean, she's even of a vulnerable age, right? She walks through the salon with no mask on. If she really thought what she was spewing out, just like the governor, if the governor believed for a moment what they've been spewing out to tell us about this this virus and that they believe the data that they put out is true, they would have never put their families at risk or themselves at risk. And Gavin Newsom has a beautiful wife and, and I believe four children. Um, Hunter is the oldest, I believe, in the family, the little boy. And um, and they would have he would have never put his family at risk had he thought um, that he was that his numbers were true and correct. What now? You you were the one who gave me some insights on that French laundry deal uh, with the governor, and and I want you to elaborate so folks get more of the data because you've gotten insight on it. But contrast it with Pastor Mike McClure receiving eight hundred thousand dollars in fines for opening his church in accordance with the First Amendment. Uh, looking at the data, knowing what we know, seeing the, the, the manipulation of the data and the numbers, and seeing the hypocrisy of the governor, no, no ramifications for him doing it. He doesn't get $800,000 in fines. He's the governor of the state of California. What happened that night at the French Laundry? What are the insights you can share with folks? So I can tell you that he uh, went to a dinner. It was described as a birthday party for a longtime lobbyist. And um, they said in the beginning, they were all masked. They were outdoors. It wasn't indoors. They had all wore their masks. They all did social distancing. But then photos appeared. And when the photos appeared, you could easily see that they were standing around in the beginning. They did not social distance. They did not have their mask on. And then when they were seated, they were seated shoulder to shoulder. And what was interesting to me is that to the right of Gavin Newsom, Governor Newsom was his wife. And to the left was Janice Norman, who is the vice president of the California Medical Association. Then there was another health organization there. The president of the California Medical Association and then some health officers. So my concern when you look at that from from a political view, uh, to me, that was a deal making dinner. Um, Why do you have all of these uh, medical association and medical uh, lobbyists from different organizations at this event at the French Laundry when it's been reported that the bar bill alone, it's not an $800,000 fine, but the bar bill for taxpayers or the bar bill was, and I'm not sure if taxpayers paid for it, so I shouldn't have said that, but the bar bill I heard was $24,000 alone. So you go to the French Laundry, um, you believe that you're going to die if you go to in-room dining, and that's why he shut down all in-room dining. They said they were outdoors and they were not. So the governor has shut down... Miss Marsden's uh, business and many businesses throughout the state that are uh, complying with the governor's order and many businesses that are getting fined because they're not shutting down. Um, but yet he turns around and goes to the French laundry and has this meeting. It's, it's uh, very hypocritical. And like I said, his kids go to private school. Our kids can't go to public school because it's not safe. Um, you know, you would believe that in a little bit, but then you'd have to look at the resolution that the California Uni- or the Uni- Los Angeles Unified School District School Board, the teachers voted on. Um, they vote, they didn't take it up, but they were actually submitted a resolution that they would go back to teaching our kids in the Los Angeles School District 
uh, I believe it's the second largest or largest school district in the nation, but they would go back to teaching if they eliminated charter schools, defunded the police, and provided universal health care for everybody. What does all of those things have to do with COVID and COVID nothing safety else. for our children? Absolutely yeah. nothing. The hypocrisy is is horrific. It's it's absolutely horrific. Shannon, how uh, I, I know you got questions, David. Let me just ask no, this no, last I'm one. Okay. How how do you survive that? I mean, you're you're up there day in and day out. And, and they call Washington a swamp. That, you know, it, it, that's a walk in the park in D.C. compared to Sacramento. Yeah. And, and you are completely surrounded by what the governor himself calls a nation state. Uh, the, the, the upper and lower house, the Democrats have a supermajority in both. They dominate the judicial and legislative and executive branches. And, and you're up there contending on behalf of the people. You're, you're, you're bringing light to the hypocrisy and every time you do something like that, you, you get, you know, a, a, a scourge attack by the governor in some capacity. And yet you still keep such a wonderful disposition about you. Mm-hmm. What, I, I know it's the Lord, but share. And there's no but with that. But <laughs> share share with everybody how you process through that, please. Well, you, I mean, you just said, you know, I'm contending for the people. I am elected to represent Kern Tulare and San Bernardino counties, but there are people in Thousand Oaks that don't have representation. There are people in Los Angeles that don't have representation. So I feel it's, um, you know, that I'm up there representing um, individuals with common sense that um, don't believe that big government and big brothers should have the say-so over our lives that they're intruding in at this point using a virus that if the data was reported correctly with comorbidities, and dying with COVID versus um, from COVID, there would be a huge, um, you know, there would be a huge difference in the numbers. And even if you take the numbers that are reported, um, it's, if you take, I believe in the last, uh, now I may not have today's numbers, so let's just preface that. But the last numbers I looked at, there's 39.9 million people in the state, let's call it 40 million. There's 40 million people in the state of California. 22 million people have been tested a little over 1.3 million people have come up positive, and there's been a roughly 19,000 fatalities. Now, I know every life is valuable, but if you take those fatalities and divide those by the numbers, you're looking at you know a 99.9% or 99.8% a survival rate um, if you do get COVID. Now, I, I do believe COVID is infectious and it's real. It does exist. It, it happened to, it's, it's very close to our family and my business. I had an employee who got it. Um, she was sick for quite a while. I know several people that have gotten it. Some people have gone to the hospital. Some people haven't. Um, but so it is real and it is infectious. But I don't believe the numbers and the data that they're putting out. And if they um, if they felt good about putting out those numbers, then they would release that and be more transparent with Californians. So I just go up every day, um, every week that I'm there, and I fight for what I believe in and I fight for what um, is good for California our businesses, um, being able to open, being able to, you know, our kids to go to school. I fight for individuals to get their EDD payments because they're, they're horrific Um, waiting in line to get their EDD payments. And, um, you know, and then would you, would you, would you share about the, would would you share about that with the prison side of it? David and I were commenting. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, the Republican caucus wanted an audit for the EDD department back in um, March of this past, of this year, and they denied our audit. 
so finally they came on board and gave us the audit. There was a tremendous amount of technology errors in the unemployment development department. And then plus COVID hits, then the governor does a shutdown. Millions of people are forced out of their jobs to provide for their families at his order. And then he still can't even provide them with payments. But yet it's amazing to me that the California District Attorneys Association has under, uh, uncovered $2 billion, billion with a B, dollars in fraud, $16 million right here in, in Kern County, where we mm. have several prisons. And you got Scott Peterson getting prisons. I have a list of them. You have Scott Peterson getting um, getting uh, benefits. You've got uh, individuals that raped and murdered children getting benefits. You've got uh, poopy pants with a social security number of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine getting benefits. And what's even more absurd is that the administration told the district attorney's office that they weren't able to stop those benefits. Um, they weren't able to stop those benefits just by a win. I've introduced a piece of legislation to cross-reference those uh, people asking for benefits to uh, with the CDCR and the people that are in prison. That should be pretty simple. It's a cross-reference system so that if you're in prison, you wouldn't be able to get unemployment benefits. So the governor, it's a its a complete screw-up, and it, forgive my language, but it's a complete screw-up because, you know, you've got prisoners getting billions of dollars of benefits when you have, law, you know, lawfully unemployed people like the employees Miss Marston has that can't work. They're forced out of work because of the governor or the mayor's order, but they're not getting benefits. They're waiting weeks to get their paychecks, and they're entitled to it. But you've got murders, rapists, criminals on, on you know, in prisons that are cashing in and money's going on their books every week. It's absurd. Jeez. Can you, you know, one question I get asked a lot is that Gavin Newsom's basically passing, they can't be laws because they're not presenting them to you, is our, our understanding of their ordinances or guidance or mandates. Do they even consult the legislative branch of government when he comes up with any of these things? How's that working up there right now? So we usually get about uh, 30 to five minutes notice, depending on what the subject matter is. We'll get notice, they'll do a, a call with all of us, including the Democrat caucus. I know there are Democrats that are just as frustrated as we are, but they're not gonna stand up and say anything, um, which is very frustrating because like um, Pastor McCoy said, you know, we're in a super minority position. You know, out of 40 senators, you know, we have nine, they have, um, they have 38 and then they have one vacancy in Los Angeles. So um, it's, or excuse me, they have 31, 31 one one. vacancy in Los Angeles, I apologize. Um, so it's very, very frustrating, but um, no, he just uh, issues executive orders based on the emergency order in which the state is operating in. He has full executive, a uh, one man rule. King Gagavan Newsom is basically what it can be. Um, uh, he doesn't have to consult with any legislative. Uh, we don't have to pass a bill. We don't get to do amendments. He just puts that information out there, notifies us he's doing a press conference at noon, and this is the content of it, and then gives the orders that he puts out to the people. But, uh, the research that we've done, it, that's only supposed to, the emergency order is only supposed to be two, three, four weeks, not coming up on a year. So there's no pushback or or There's a lot of pushback yeah, there's a lot of pushback from the Republican side. And you're right. The Constitution says that those emergency orders are supposed to end at its most immediate spot. It's a most immediate ending is supposed to take place. And he, uh, it hasn't. We did introduce, as a matter of fact, Ms. Melendez had a resolution that we brought forth at least 14 or 15 times. 
um, we brought it up, um, asked to have it vigorously debated on the floor about ending the governor's executive authority to go back to a regular legislative uh, process. And that's why we were elected. And the Democrats can, um, every one of them voted to just put it on the table and not take the measure up. Including our own uh, assembly member, Jackie Irwin. Uh, I would have to look because it was, I'm on the Senate side, so I don't know if she did on the, all right, Henry Henry Stern, Henry Stern. Yes. Henry Stern did vote to lay the motion on the table and not allow us to vigorously debate, um, the governor's executive authority. Yeah. We we talked about it a little bit earlier, but can you provide some insight on what motivates Gavin Newsom to do this? I mean, you're destroying families, businesses, what, can you give the insight from your background of what would motivate him? And he's laughing at me, but I'm asking you anyway. (laughs) So um, I I think that there's two things that possibly, you know, obviously um, he's getting a complete misinformation um, that's provided to him and he believes the information that he's provided or um, that uh, it's all about self-gain. Um, there's obviously a lot of moving pieces if, if um, President Trump doesn't prevail with this Texas lawsuit before the Supreme Court. And um, many people are, are vying for positions in that administration. We all know that Gavin Newsom has had a desire to run for president in, um, uh, you know, in, in it, he all, he's had it, right? It's, it's not been a secret. He's actually put it out there. So, um, you know, and when you look at the competition, if you sit and watch the news media, you could come up with a lot of things. You know, Cuomo says, I'm going to shut down schools. Gavin says, I'm going to shut down schools. Cuomo says, I'm going to shut down businesses. Gavin says, I'm shutting down businesses. The Cuomo comes up with the gummy bear system, the color coded system. Then Gavin comes up with the gum, you know, the gummy bear system. So you look at everything that goes on and it's almost like a competition to be who could be more a uh, left or or, left or, 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 or coordinated. Or coordinated, or coordinated, or coordinated yeah. which is true. So it is it is extremely frustrating. I don't know what drives him. Um, there's been times, I'll be honest with you, where we've been able to work on things together. And um, if you find out what he doesn't know and he, he understands and accepts what you tell him, um, like we worked on a workers' comp issue together. We worked on um, uh, some things to, together. And it was because he didn't know. The, when he put out something, I'm like, you've got to be crazy. You're, you're going to hurt businesses more than ever. And he's like, why? I explained it to him. And he says, well, you're absolutely right. And he changed it. So um, there are times where you can work with him. Um, and he's very, um, very congenial when you do work with him. And then when you deal with this COVID situation, nothing he does, nothing he does from a from the beginning of the shutdown in March that we had. I mean, you got to think about it. We're 10 months into a two week shutdown that started in March and it has not addressed the COVID situation. He says cases are still going up. He's got restaurants. He's shuttering our businesses. I have no, no. Uh, it, it, it was it was 14 days to flatten the curve, and now it's 14. a year to flatten the economy. Yeah, and you're yeah. right. That's my pastor. line. That, that's my so line. There was, a pastor, <laughs> there was a pastor that asked, you know, I guess the Lord just laid it on his heart, and he's like, "If you've contemplated suicide, I want you to stand up." And, um, you know, we're going to we're going to talk afterwards. Do you know that 150 people, um, 15 people stood up, including a 65 year old couple holding hands. Right. Mm. You think about the stuff that's going on because this governor has put these things in order. 
our people are dying alone because they can't get into the hospital. Babies are being delivered without fathers present because they can't get into the hospital. Depression, isolation, suicide, all of these things are affecting um, the citizens of California. And it's like he dismisses it completely. And he just he's just like, well, we're shutting down restaurants and in-room dining or outdoor dining. And we're like, Governor, show us the data. We're on calls and we ask, can you provide us the data? Because if you can give us the data that says that restaurants are the cause of the COVID upticks, then we need to address the restaurant situation and make restaurants more safe, more safe. But it's not like that. And it's the same with the churches. He's saying churches. I mean, he said churches couldn't operate and that churches aren't essential. And what you always opened and several other churches opened on May 31st, Pentecost Sunday. And yeah. how many cases have you had? You know, no mask, door, you know, uh, shoulder to shoulder. No, um, you know, we had a, a event with Sean Foyt. I got a permit for, I think it was a thousand people. We had like 12,000 people show up. It was awesome. Nobody was wearing masks. The governor came out the next day and said, it is not if people will die from this again, but when people will die and we will be counting and it's like you got to be kidding me. And the the numbers actually went down. Um, it's it the the hypocrisy that he has. He, he did he didn't say that in the BLM riots. No, not at all. Exactly. No. You had BLM protesters tearing. You go down. If you walk downtown Sacramento, right by the Capitol, it'll break your heart. It looks like a third world country. Everything's I've seen it. Out. They're like BLM. We support BLM. Please don't. You know. Please don't destroy our business. Sharif Jewelers, an immigrant, came here, established a jewelry store, then had multiple locations, and they totally robbed him. And I guess my question is, if if you are social justice and, and you're crying out for social justice, what what is it? How does it help you to get social justice by robbing a jewelry store or breaking out windows or burning down and tearing up statues? You drive into the Capitol now, and they have these little guard shacks where you have to drive through and get permission or clearance to go in. And they're all um, like bullet holes in them and big rock and brick, like shattered glass. It's absurd. It's absolutely positively absurd. And the governor came out and said something to the effect of um, your rage is real. God bless you. Keep it up. Now, it was something like that. He said that. You you posted that quote and we posted it as well. Yeah. Yeah. But you go to church and it's like, oh, you're spreading COVID. You're a super spreader. Um, they yeah. said media came out and Twitter feed was horrific on me when I went to that event that Sean Foyt put on at the Capitol. He said I should be arrested for attempted murder on people's lives. I mean, people were hitting me left and right. And it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, it's it's just sad. And like I said, the virus is real, but I don't think the data they're providing with us is anywhere near the numbers. And we should not be afraid of it as much uh, as they're casting fear. I had uh, I- I've talked to 14 people who have contracted COVID and every single one of them said it was like a bad cold. Yeah. I was the one that had flu for a week. I'm going, my friends that had COVID, I wish I had their COVID. I was bummed out after a week of suffering of flu. I wish I would have had the COVID instead. Yeah, none, none of them spoke <laughs> of nausea. Uh, you know, they, they had a, a bad cough. They, you know, but, but it was a bad cold. But we're we watching... Have- legislators. So in the assembly side, I think there's three assembly members that had COVID. One of them was hospitalized, Tom Lackey. Uh, Autumn Burke had zero symptoms, lost a little bit of um, taste and smell, but was uh, that did, ha- um, did have COVID. 
Brian Jones gave it to his wife on the Senate side. They totally isolated us. We were on 14 days quarantine. He had a little bit of a fever one day, lost a taste of smell a couple of days, and that's it. Um, uh, Josh Newman, who beat Ling Ling Chang, Senator Chang, has COVID. Couldn't participate in the swearing-in ceremonies because he's got COVID. Looks help, just looks like you guys sitting right there. Um, yeah. You know when he went to swearing-in swearing in ceremony, um, and well, you know they the all say, you know Josh Newman's like, I always wore my mask. I, you know, and everybody I talk to, there's people, staff in the building, and you read the reports. You know, two janitors, a staff member, a CHP officer, or this or whatever. They always wear their mask. They always wash their hands. Well, then that just shows that masks don't work, right? Everybody I yeah. talk to that gets COVID says they always wear their mask. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the one thing that's interesting to me is that they've been we've been talking about restaurants because they're the most vulnerable and they have uh, employees that are on the lower end of the pay scale that are just going to be wiped out. But the one that came out today was... Uh, Newsom uh, talking about the hotels that you can only stay in hotels now if you're essential. So we have some local hotels, the Westlake Village Inn, Ojai Valley Spa. They're going to be wiped out. This December's their prime time. It's like a direct torpedo at this another sector of business that's just going to be wiped out. You're exactly right. He did put that out and um, only essential travel will be allowed for people to stay at these hotels unless you have a contract with the state of California that is allowing, it's called Project Room Key, for all the homeless to stay in these hotels. And um, if you haven't seen the reports on some of that situation that's going on, they have fires in these hotels, they've got drugs in these hotels. Um, it's absurd. Um, it's absolutely absurd what they're doing to these hotel entrepreneurs. Um uh, but, you know, I understand why they sign these contracts because they can't fill the rooms. People aren't traveling or they're not allowed to let people stay there. But, you know, I think it's a constitutional issue. You know, like if you look at Article 4 of the Constitution or Article 5 of the Constitution, it definitely says something in there about, you know, you can't take without compensation. Right. So there, that's what the, the governor is doing. Yeah. The Fifth Amendment. So he's taking and I apologize. Um, I should know it better. I know that. But, um, you know, he's taking stuff from these individuals and he's not providing any compensation. As a matter of fact, he's still requiring the pay for their ABC license, which is very expensive um, to operate. And he's still taking their business from them, which is just it seems to me like it's just oh, completely absurd. Oh, but you don't. You, no, no, no. He was really gracious. He's he's foregone uh, the the uh, sales tax. No, he loaned it. He's, they're going to have to pay it back. But but there is there are no sales. I know. Yeah. But he, did, he did nothing for them. They yeah. still have to pay for their their license, their alcohol license. They have to pay for everything else. But they have no revenue. It it is it, it it's just a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really sad. I'm it, the hypocrisy is huge. Like I said, you know. Um, it, the bottom line is is that I wish people would just look at the fact that if they thought for a moment. If they thought for a moment that you would die going to a restaurant, or that's what the governor would not have gone to that restaurant. Neither would the mayor of Los Angeles, or excuse me, not the mayor of Los Angeles, the supervisor of Los Angeles. Um, Look at these other people across the nation. You know, they travel to, you know, Cabo San Lucas, and then they Mm -hmm. give a Zoom call from the mayor of Austin, right? Um, He's he's giving a Zoom call, and he's saying. You know, no one travel for Thanksgiving. It's very, very dangerous. And he's doing this <laughs> Zoom call in Cabo San Lucas. 
at a property that he has. It's just absurd. I saw saw that on a Simpsons episode. (laughs) Hey, I I wanted to show this because you sent it. Let me see if I can... um, Fast forward. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. I just want to get to the speaking of Vice President Biden. Good tune. Yeah, it's a good tune. But you put this on your Facebook. I loved it. Here we go. I nominated... Javier Bacaria. Javier Bacaria. <laughs> it's not with... health and education. It's health and human services, right? It's not health and education. And well, it's, it's it, they're going to change. Care. They're going to change the office to health and indoctrination. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's the, true. the two. The two other things that were interesting is now that we triggered this ICU bed, we're three weeks now. That triggers a three-week period. So we're going through Christmas. We still have the 10 p.m. curfew, oh, which and, I'm and, still and, figuring wait, out wait, the data that, on that. The, the science on the 10 p.m. curfew, yeah. that, that was, that's got to be earth-shattering. Where did we get that science? <laughs> 10 Again, to 5? We asked the governor for data because, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I hate to be sarcastic when we talk about a health crisis, but I guess this is the most extremely smart virus. It knows yeah. when you're out at 10.01 and you are more likely to get it. It knows, um, I mean, it knows when the 11th person <laughs> walks in the room. It knows if you're in separate households. It, I mean, this is a very, very, very smart virus. Um, it like knows said, when you are the 11th. It knows <laughs> when it is 10. I, I, think gave, I gave him too much caffeine tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the governor, I mean, for him to put this out, there's, there's no. That's why I say there's this competition going. Is because you would never, ever believe, you would never ever believe that it was safe to shut down the Pineapple Grill and open up a 300 person seating arrangement for a movie set. Right uh, next door. Right next door, like three parking stalls away. You yeah. can't justify that. I don't care who you are. You can't justify that. Yeah. At all. The- you know, uh, we talked about it earlier, too, which is it's so amazing that you co-chair signed the recall Newsom. Uh, what, what do you see that looking like? Because with all the way our elections are working, it seems like maybe that will go through. We have another election and how our elections work or feel like they work. How, now. Yeah, how are they doing on the numbers with that? So um, they're about halfway there. They did get a lifeline from the uh, a court that says they have an additional 90 days to gather signatures. And, you know, it was um, that was a big decision um, because I still I mean, I'm still the Republican leader. I still have to work in that building. I still have to negotiate legislation. Uh, you know, I'm not getting any of my legislation passed now. Um, uh, when we deal with the governor again, um and I'm not saying, I'm not calling him names. I'm just telling you the type of person he is. He is not Solomon. He is Solomon's son. Um, so he's very vindictive. Um, he has very thin skin. I don't, and I'm not being mean to him. I'm just trying to describe the person that we deal with. Um, sometimes he's very kind and generous and, and very logical. And other times, um, it, I just think, how, how, I don't understand how you think like that. So um, it was very difficult to sign that recall, um, to sign on as the co-chair um, I'm raising money for it, and I'm I'm trying to get the information out to individuals. I um, we had a text message exchange um, that w- place he was very disappointed and upset that I did sign on to the recall, 
and I just shared my heart um, with him. You know, I shared information about, you know, he, he asked if, you know, did I read this right? Are you sure you want me recalled? And I thought about it. I prayed about it. And, and Rob knows my husband. He sees the good in everyone. I mean, my Rick, husband Rick does come mm-hmm. ranting and raving about something and he'll go, but babe, maybe. And I'm like, okay, you know, my husband sees the good in everybody. Um, I love Rick. But I read mm-hmm. what I had written down to my husband. He said, let me pray about it. He walks outside. You know, he got on the tractor for about 30 minutes. He gets off the mm-hmm. tractor. He walks back in and he goes, baby, hit send. And so I hit send and I just shared my heart. I shared my heart with the phone calls I get from my constituents about parents. I got single moms at Walmart stocking shelves and then coming home and trying to teach their kids school. Um, I've got first generation um, Hispanic families that don't speak English very well. And their, their student is really the translator and they're struggling with teaching their kids. And they came here for an education system to better their children's future. Um, I've got, um, I got parents saying their kids are depressed and they're, they're sad. They're emotional. I've got uh, parents that are worried about the achievement gap. I've got all this. And I just shared some of this stuff with them. And I shared some, you know, other things with him about suicide. I've shared about, you know, and I've shared about his, and I called out his hypocrisy. And I said, you can't. And I've said just what I told everybody on this podcast. I also told him, if for a moment you believed what you're selling, you would have never gone to that restaurant. There it is. Yeah. There so, it is. yes, I would like you. Well, I, I know that you have given us more time than you even have. Um, <laughs> And I know you need rest, even though you look beautiful. Um, But I I just, I wanted to tell you, we pray for you. You bless us. I don't want you to get weary and well-doing. Folks are waking up. We, and and really, truly, this this isn't going to be done at the legislative level because uh, we were asleep at the wheel and and they got that that, uh, super majority. But where it will succeed is if the people, we the people, start standing up and yeah. defying this tyranny. And, you know, you're an elected official and you govern by our consent, but you understand the Constitution and that when that Constitution is violated, it's our right and our duty to push back. And he, he can't take someone else's property. He can't do this. He has exactly. no right to shut down churches. He can't do any of that. And even if we face consequences by judges who don't, understand the Constitution or operate in the context for which they were placed in that, that office, uh, it doesn't matter. We have the responsibility to do what's right. And we only have the, the amount of liberty we're willing to exercise. So uh, we, we need to start carrying you uh, because you, you, you can only do so much, Shannon. And so yeah. I, I just want to encourage everyone who's viewing this to, to help her out. Bless Shannon and the embattled uh, nine senators, Republican senators, and the uh, the the uh, super minority of assembly members, and and push to save this state. But more importantly, to save these families and their businesses that are being devastated by this tyranny. Yes. And I just I wanted to let you know it's it's not just yours to carry; it's ours. It is the people's. If the people don't rise up. Um, then we're going to have a major problem on our hands. And I'll tell you another thing is if, if the church doesn't stand up and take a stand and be the church and pastors don't start preaching and teaching their congregants about 
you know, you have marriage counseling classes, you've got, um, you know, cooking classes or whatever, you need to have a political science class and you need to teach yeah. congregants how to engage in the political world. Um, right. because the political world is what, um, has the tentacles to go into our education system, our churches, our businesses, and that's evident with what's going on right now. And uh, right now we are in a situation where we have one man rule and it is um, devastating and it's 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 hurting many, many people. And not and I'm not talking about the virus. I'm talking about is it's not the virus. It's his response to the virus yeah. that is creating yeah. this chaos. Yeah, yeah. The, the governor's cure to the virus is far more deadly to California than the virus itself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to um I'm going to let you go and get some rest. I'm going to I'm going to put a plug out for uh faith-freedom.com, uh, I think it is. We're going to have it listed um in the notes of this live stream in order to support uh this attorney, Robert Tyler, who has been tirelessly defending not only business owners but more importantly churches who are standing against the tyranny. And in particular, Mike McClure, I mean, this church is embattled. They've got $800,000 in fines. Robert Tyler is doing it pro bono with faith and freedom. But the, the reality is there's nothing pro bono. That just means, you know, he, he's putting his private business on hold while he is fervently defending liberty across the state. And he, I haven't heard him say no yet. So we, we need to get behind these folks. Matt Staver, uh, Liberty Council, a number of these attorneys that are just doing remarkable work because churches need to start standing on behalf of their neighbors. And if they don't, they're going to not be able to declare that they serve a Savior who says, love your neighbor. Yeah. They, just, they, they just they can't carry that, that, that mantle. Well, I appreciate you, Pastor, for carrying that mantle, my friend. I appreciate you, you being a rock star. Um, uh, that's the pot, pot calling the kettle black. Recall, it would be a, a question, right? Recall Gavin Newsom, select. Go ahead. Rob McCoy for Gavin. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, I, you have I, a little bit more room on your plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shannon, I've always believed you'd be the first female governor of the state, and I'm praying for that. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to I'm going to pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Shannon. Uh, Lord, thank you for her tireless efforts and all those who govern by our consent and understand the constraints of the Constitution that they swore to defend. And though they're a minority voice, a super minority voice, they are still a profound and powerful voice because they understand that tyranny is ruining the golden state. And so, God, please strengthen their numbers, but more importantly, God, awaken the citizens of the state of California and across the nation to stand in opposition to this tyranny. And I pray you would refresh Shannon and Rick and bless them and their family and protect their business, protect their health, their safety, and all those legislators. And Lord, open the eyes of those that would stand in opposition to uh, folks like Shannon, that they would realize they are uh, not fighting Shannon, they're fighting a God who uh, has come to set the captives free. And so, Lord, please, I, I pray that there'd be an awakening and a revival across the state. And let the, the churches start to lead. Let the shepherds awaken to their responsibility. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Thank my you friend. You bless me. All right. You bless me. See you, you guys later. Me. Okay. Good night.
Good night. Love that lady. I love that lady. What a precious, precious woman. God, uh, she only has nine people to work with, and she's still <laughs> she gets rocking it done. It. Yeah. yeah, she still gets it done. Yeah. Um, so when I shared with you about Mike McClure, they're going to put um, on the notes where you can support uh, faith-freedom uh, to support this attorney uh, who's working tirelessly on behalf of a number of churches across the state. Greg Farrington uh, up in Rockland, um, uh, Jurgen Matesius mm-hmm. in San Diego, us. He's also supporting, uh, as you saw tonight, Mike McClure, $800,000 in fines. This has got to stop, folks. And we're going to start unifying. We're going to start doing some serious advocacy and we're going to start to push back, especially against those who are supposed to be in support of the people, but have been towing the narrative for this tyrannical government. And wherever they're getting their bread buttered, uh, if it's uh, government agencies, we're going to let that be known. Because if you're supporting these, uh, these entities that should be supporting the people, and yet they're not, well, then we're going to let that be known. So this is a warning a loving warning, but, but then we're, we're going to really start to rise up and we're going to get frustrated and we're going to do something about it. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to do something about it. So we're going to leave it like that through the end of this week. And if it doesn't change, we're going to get militant. So there you have it. And, and during this week, continue to support those businesses that have been rock stars. Cronies, uh, pizza cookery, BSF fitness, uh, Future Elite Academy, Caneo Coffee, Caneo Coffee. Uh, oh gosh, there's a bunch of them. But and just if do you it. have some, send them to us so we can let people know those businesses that are standing up even more in a more difficult time yeah. than this last week. Yeah, they're they're heroes, and we just and David Foles, dude, uh, seriously, yeah. you rock, man. All right, well, and he's the guy cronies. Yep. All right, we're going to bless you out of number six, and we'll be back with you tomorrow night with uh, um, um, the scan, scandemic, pandemic. Yeah, thing. Dr. Yeah. Judy. Mikovich. Yeah, and, and oh, hopefully you will have it set up to have questions to ask, because yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions. Are we doing it live in the sanctuary? That was your call. Oh, we have to talk. I don't think we are. I, <laughs> I, that would be fun. But no, we can't. We don't have enough time to announce it. I'm yeah. sorry. You, All just, right. you just unannounced it. I unannounced it. Yeah, I can't do that to the staff. I'd kill them. All right, number six. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, we won't go live tomorrow night. We're, we're in our new studios, and if we go live, we have to move all the video equipment into the sanctuary. It's logistically very, very challenging. But we will do some live events. On the, the December 15th, we have Peggy Hall coming in yeah. live. And we have the constitutional event. Oh, with Rick Green. With Rick Green on the 16th, the next day. So next Tuesday and Wednesday is some opportunity for live events. Yeah, and we'll announce that. But in the meantime, we'll see you tomorrow night. Make sure you tune in. It's going to be epic. Good night, everybody. <laughs>